0: You actually went to school with Stephen Colbert.
1: I yeah, did. what was he what was he
2: like? Funny, dorky, beardy guy. <laughs> <laughs> Th-
1: this is all in LA, the school in LA.
2: No, Northwestern University, Chicago. It's like a really they have a really famous theater department.
1: Did you study theater?
2: My parents wouldn't let me. That's what I wanted to study. So I got as close as I could, <laughs> studied radio, TV, film, and then used all of my free course time <laughs> taking acting classes. <laughs> no
1: way. So who else did you take classes with?
2: Um, um, what's his face? Schwimmer, you know, who played Ross in Friends. I actually, I actually stage managed a show that he was in. Um, God, so many people. I, yeah, the most famous would be, you know, David Schwimmer, obviously, because he had the big show, and Colbert. Yeah. Um, You know, I I knew Schwimmer better because we did the play together. Colbert was like in my circle of friends.
1: Mm. So cool. (laughs) Well, before we get any further, welcome back, everyone.
0: Yeah, we were recording.
1: recording. (laughs) Sneaky. (laughs) This is part two of our podcast with Pavan. This is the back and forth part where we... Talk about whatever. Talk about everything. Talk about things that came up or things that didn't come up, and uh, yeah, we might all have some questions that we want to jump into. But uh, welcome back from the potty break, everyone. We're back.
0: Grab your water. We're definitely ready to start
1: again. Um, <clears throat> so Pavon, let's start with you. Any questions that you had uh, for me, for Joey, for us about this podcast? all that good stuff.
2: Sure. Um, well, what I wanted to know is, um, for you, what is the benefits of, um, following a prescribed belief as opposed to sorting through everything yourself and (laughs) figuring out something new?
1: Yeah, it's such a good question. Um, and after I answer, I want to do, I do want to flip it back on both you and you and Joey, because um, yeah, I'm curious then. So I'll, exp- I'll explain my, you know, my thoughts on that, but then I'm curious to hear what it's like to do it on your own without kind of an overriding narrative and um, what's the advantage and maybe disadvantage of that or in, in your guys' experience. So, Joey, get ready. Um, yeah, okay. So, question is why do I prescribe to a certain what, what,
2: what do you, what do you see as the benefit of, of that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it starts with kind of what I had asked you of like the need for guides and um, and it's hard for me to know what it would be like without, you know, the narrative that I grew up with, you know, I just had a Christian background and, and so there's a little bit of like, it just really forms the framework for the world and, and you kind of explain this, like, it's hard to move away from that. And so you've been going through a long journey to kind of disassociate the things that were given you um, to actually figure out, okay, what do I believe in? So to be honest, this is how I started. I'm a, I'm a believer in Christianity who's trying to figure out what do I actually believe? And what is tradition just because I've always believed it? And what are things that I, I genuinely believe? Um, but I think what the advantage is, you you aren't alone. Um, there's people to walk with you. So that's more on like the peer level. Uh, we're, we're all saying, hey, we, we want to believe these things. Now let's help each other live that, do it. Mm-hmm. But then there's people older or wiser who, who've been on the journey a little bit longer. And they can also become important guides so that I can see, yeah, I want to handle this situation like they did or be like them or and I think that's the biggest one for me. So I grew up Christian, had a period in college where I I didn't walk away from my faith, but it was definitely I was trying to figure out who am I? Um and not just within faith, but just within theater and within success or failure and um how do I handle situations and who do I want to be and, and definitely relationships. Who am I with a partner? Um, And I ultimately came back to Christianity because of the mentors I had in my life, specifically a guy named Adam. And the thing that I felt, I don't know if you can relate to this, but a lot of my Christian walk, I felt like I'm living a double life. I'm playing by the rules and how I want people to perceive me as a Christian. And then I've got my inner world, um, kind of like the inner voice, like what you said, but there's a whole bunch of guilt there because these things don't seem to match up. I, I present pretty hard, put together Christian. I feel inwardly, you know, shame about sexuality that is, you know, I'm a young man, whatever, um, or thought life or, and and then it's easy for me to start to think through if people really knew me, they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't love me, but they wouldn't like me. And with Adam, I started to see a consistency, or so it seemed to me. He was he was more of a grounded person, um, and I was constantly just all over the place. and And I got to see him with his wife and see him with his kids, and his life became very attractive to me. I was like, I want to be like, be like Adam. Um, and then that's just kind of true throughout my whole life. That uh, there's people that. I want to, it's like, I, I want what they have. I want to be like them. So I think that's what for me keeps me moving within the, the framework,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but you could easily argue it's just a feedback loop. And I see the people within the loop who I want to be like. And so it keeps me in the loop and, and I don't know what to do with that quite yet. I think I'm in a, I think when I have friends outside the loop, which is why I really appreciate Joey and I really appreciate you and improv friends who start to challenge what I believe, that's helpful because then it actually, it rattles me a little bit and starts to make me think through, okay, so why do I do this and what do I believe in? Um. Yeah, I don't know if you can relate to any of that.
2: Totally.
0: <laughs> I don't.
1: You don't, Joey? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, let, so let's flip it. So Joey, um, what has it been like going through without any framework and trying to figure out spirituality and stuff?
0: I told you, man, I'm in therapy. (laughs) No, no. uh, All jokes aside, of course, like it's so different because you don't have groups. You don't really, you can get mentors, but I feel like that's happening at this age and not when I was younger. So yeah, you go through it alone, but you, you make friends. And I think, instead of looking at the group, you're looking at, like, uh, I think, yeah, so for me, especially right now, uh, my closest friend, Tanya, I really look up to what she does. Like, she's now 30, um, just bought her first house, has been in relationship for the last 12 years. And that is really impressive to me. And I, I look around me and I see a lot of people at the same age still yeah, it was just screwing around not knowing what they want uh going out uh, every night and just drinking and having, uh, having parties maybe not every night but <laughs> uh, and I feel like there's such a big difference because especially with you 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 knew from a fairly very young age uh compared to most people like I want to get married I want to do this I want to follow a certain pattern and I feel like that's especially with religious people, I think that's very normalized. And for us, it's like, oh, if you get kids before 30, maybe that's a bit young. Or if you if you get them later, it's like maybe, maybe I'm an old parent really differs. And I feel the big difference for me is like, I, I just try to follow what's uh, the wisest route, so to speak. So I look uh, to you and I'm like, oh yeah, that, that's a really good framework. I really like what you're doing. And I want to implement certain parts in my own life.
1: So Joey, uh, does it feel either lonely or um, aimless?
0: Mm, I think neither. I think it just takes a little bit more time to figure out uh, how to do things and um, learn from certain people. Not necessarily only in your own circles, but I also learn a lot from people online. So I am a big fan of Tim Ferriss. He interviews, uh, interviews a lot of people that are successful in their own rights. And I feel like I learn a lot from that as well. So I'm searching for my own mentors. So it's not necessarily lonely, only I need to expand my own view a little bit more.
1: Hmm. And then for you, Pavan, does it feel like, wasted time or, or or um uh like that you got really screwed up within the framework and then finally you're kind of like overcoming um the mess that was made within your yeah your, your christian background or, or does it feel like how yeah how would you describe kind of that finding your own way within the framework kind of thing
2: well, for me, no, I don't, I don't think I was like, screwed up really, because um, by nature, I've always just been very independent. So like, say, like, whereas you, for example, have, I think most people have the need for that, that group, that community, I've, I've never really had that, like, so I don't need like, a club to pray. I can, I'm, I'm t- perfectly comfortable doing it by myself. Um and I'm, I've also just always had, like, a very um, inquisitive nature. And so if something uh, interests me, I will just go to town and read everything I can find about it, which is what I did. Mm-hmm. I, I know that not everyone is like that,
1: <laughs> nor
2: do they want to spend the time doing what I did. Um, but so for me, that, that, that's really how this, this all came about um just the fact that i yeah i'm i'm willing to go it alone and i'm very i guess am fussy so in that i want it to be perfect and perfectly mm. tailored to me so really you know there is no one size fits all religion as i found so that's why i made a quilt <laughs> and uh, i love that created my own but I I, yeah it's it's certainly not the easy uh no work way of doing it um it just uh, yeah that's just my that was my personal preference Hmm. but if 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 you don't want to spend a lot of devote a lot of time and energy on reinventing the wheel and you find a belief that feels good to you then I also you know, applaud that as long as as long as that belief isn't like, you know, leading you to blow people up <laughs> or s- send them to hell, you know, <laughs> then, uh, yeah, I'm with that. <laughs> For real.
0: <laughs> We're not calling any names, but <laughs>
2: <laughs> no names, no names. You know, that's the funny thing, you know, like, like I discovered every religion has light and dark, you know, so even the blowing up people, you know, Christians did that too, all for the same, same, you know, under the same guise, you know? So it's, and that I find is the human interpretation because there is nothing in any of these scriptures that says, you know, blow up their neighbor if they don't agree with you. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's, that's always what's my problem with religions was that it gets corrupted by man.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I, t- I totally get that because... Uh, I've been reading a book called stem from the beginning and for the, for the Christian culture and religion, this that is such a dark page to read, to be honest, it's not about religion. It's about uh, how racism in America actually started uh, through slavery. And back in the day, Christians actually believed that if you baptized a black person, they will get a white soul. Because the black soul is evil and bad. And if you ship them back to Europe, they will actually turn white. So, <laughs> say, it's talking about, like, every religion has is dark pages, I think reading that just, it, it exploded my mind. Right. And so I, I, also, I say Christian, but they don't really say christian they just say yeah they just talk about religion it could be catholics who knows
2: well, i think america was mainly protestant but yeah but that's the thing and that's the the trouble i had which i've now passed was disentangling that from the original intent of the religion and knowing you know, they're not still doing that, you know, and the people, you know, they're, I, I've known <laughs> lovely priests and, you know, you, you have to just, if you focus on the good part and that's the part that you focus on and take into your own heart, into your own life and horrible, it was horrible and I wish they would apologize, but <laughs> it's not now. And it's mm. not really the heart of the religion.
1: Mm. I really appreciate that. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think, even just on a personal level, I'm working through how to, uh, it seems like there's within any religion, there's like the playing by the rules side and there's the finding your inner voice, inner connection, inner relationship with you and God. And so sometimes the rules or the framework, it, it can help you help paint the picture of how God is. and um, So like, you know, I don't know the Christian God created the entire world. It didn't just happen. Um, and it didn't happen out of bloodshed, which is some of the, um, you know, like maybe Greek mythology, like these gods killed these gods. And out of that came this, whatever that. So that gives you a glimpse of what, what God is like. So he, he's infinite. Um, he wasn't created. He, he was beyond time and space and all, all that stuff. Um, so you can kind of, the framework helps paint the picture of who God is and how you're supposed to interact with the world and how the world works. Um, but it's really easy to just play by the rules, to just have your whole existence be, I'm going to be a religious follower and do all the things and and have that be how I'm liked. It's like due to your performance. And then there seems to be a transition that needs to happen of finding your value, not in your performance, but in, in the connection and that simple relationship with God, which is the intent of Christianity, but then it's really easy to lose it for the sake of all the rules. And I think that is where I'm at. And I'm not even fully there yet because the rules are easier. That's the hard thing is the rules are more tangible say my Hail Marys, do my rosary five times, sins are absolved, right standing before God. Uh, but on the side of relationship is this, is this need for trust of the universe of God and, and moving into a place of faith of like uh, what God says about me is true despite how I feel. Maybe I feel ashamed or um, unworthy or something. And that's that inner voice. That's the God saying, "You are loved, and, and I made you, and I made you well." And uh, and so, even in like my morning routines, rhythms, it's still so easy for me to go into performance mode. What do I have to do today? And what do I need? What expectations do I need to meet? As opposed to taking some moments to still my heart or my mind and receive from god how he feels about me which is always loving uh, it's always welcoming uh but sometimes i can feel a little like squirmish i'm just like yeah but give me some things to do so i can show you how awesome i am <laughs> 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 tell, me, tell me how to be awesome <laughs> um so i think that's an aspect of like maturity within your belief that I don't even know if everyone gets there. It's a hard place to be. I'm still, I, I don't think it'll, I think it'll take me a long time because performance driven relationships is just so much more tangible.
2: Well, isn't that really the, the difference between the sheep and the leaders? I mean, there are the ones who mindlessly follow and then there are the ones who think a bit more and those become the great, you know, Christ, um, great philosophers, even people who've risen in the church, who are you know, or the saints, you know, mm. those are people who did exactly what you're saying. Who are like, okay, this is the framework, but how can I take that a step further and not just blindly and not think about it? Mm-hmm. It's like you said, it's it's super easy to just okay, I just have to do this and I do this prayer and it's all good and I don't have to think about it.
1: Mm. Yeah, and then it's like a treadmill. You're just like, I got to keep yeah. on, you know.
2: But you'll, ha- yeah, you'll have a far richer experience if you do like what you said, which is, mm-hmm. and also go beyond that. Absolutely. Super cool.
1: Yeah, thanks.
2: <laughs> Scott, the first time I ever saw you, all I could think was, I know this person, I've seen him before. He's a famous actor.
1: But Now
2: I find out, you know, you're not. <laughs> but I wanted to tell you that I can always see. I can see a person's purpose. Mm. And it's telling to me that I, I've always seen you that way, that y- you are an actor and mm. that you were meant to be an actor. And uh, I, d- I just wanted to tell you that because, uh, yeah, you even, even your voice, it's like I know your voice. I know it's like I've met you before or seen you in a movie, but I haven't.
1: Wow. Yeah. Dang.
2: And you should maybe try doing voiceovers to oh, start with. Because you've got that voice. You, you know, like those voices you hear in video games and stuff. You could totally do that.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: What kind of video game should I do? I don't
0: know. Oh, There's man. All yeah. You know, know. All the
1: <laughs> Give me a few I mean, days to think about that. <laughs> Joey, let me know. Uh, wow, Pavan, I really appreciate that. And uh, it's so crazy yeah I need to keep hearing it because um, I think I think you guys can all relate to like self-doubt but it's just so funny how easy it is to just be like, oh well I'm not an actor because I'm not acting currently or um, and to just really lose sight of that uh, purpose don't. like what you're saying
2: don't you're a you're, you're born actor and you have what I'm I guess what I'm trying to say is you have that thing <laughs> you know that whatever Brad Pitt has or it, the people that have that 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 extra little quality that mm. can shoot them you have you have that
1: mm. dang you become mm.
0: silent oh no you've broken our squad
1: <laughs> you can't hear
0: him? oh no no, uh, no I was I was joking oh <laughs> like you were humbled I am humbled.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's I think it's still hard for me to to truly receive compliments sometimes.
2: Well, you have it, you can take it whenever. It's there. Yeah, because uh, not a lot
0: of people have seen this because we uh, there's a show called The Mixed Nuts and uh, you have to audition through our improv community and you get chosen yeah, to do an extra one. show. Yeah, we actually auditioned all three of us uh, for the same show, but Scott, yeah, and Scott, got, yeah Scott got picked. <laughs> but uh, so he, he did the show and there was this scene that you had to uh, get into a car and do an emotional scene. And Scott, it's, it's invisible. It's not really there. It's still improv. And Scott just climbed in through a window, through the car. And you could see that he'd done that before. You could, all of a sudden there's a car, you can see it. And Scott's is climbing in through that window, but not just in, out at the same time as well. Like just climbing <laughs> out, jumping out of a moving vehicle.
2: That was so funny, I remember that.
0: <laughs> and you know, it's that, those are the things that you can only do if you are just made for it. No, no amount of practice can can give you that kind of jumping and climbing. <laughs>
1: I actually, I have climbed through a lot of windows, so... (laughs)